0: Uh, he used to be weaker than me, so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't, because he's stronger than me.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my (laughs) favorite way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today! McDonald's! Check them out sometime! They're everywhere. If someone
1: were afraid of the dentist, maybe they haven't been in a long time, maybe they're embarrassed because they haven't been in a while, I feel like this would be a really safe place for them to go and get the
0: care that they need. At Advanced Dentistry, we get it. If you've been
2: avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, if you want to learn how IV sedation can change your life, visit NoFearDentist.com.
3: My name is Sean Hayes And I feel Indifferent about being Conan O'Brien's Friend. Okay, that is A body blow
2: <laughs> Fall is here Hear the yell Back to school, ring the bell Brand new shoes, walk And lose, climb the fence
4: Books and pens I can tell that we are gonna be Friends so I can tell that you're all gonna
0: be friends. Hey there. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, uh, my podcast. And I should say our podcast. It really is a group effort with one person doing most of the work. Oh,
1: okay. The, oh, thank you. No, no, no. I'm
0: so <laughs> nicely done. Uh yes. no, I uh having a blast again. And mm-hmm. I have to say, the the podcast has been a special treat. There's something about keeping our little group alive. It's like we're in a little lifeboat together. We are floating through a sea of well, I don't want to say COVID, but... Oh, uh, God. No, 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 not at that. But yeah. we're just, we're floating along uh, in isolation, but we're together. Uh, we're also um, connected. Well, Sona, you're here in the studio with me.
1: I am, yeah.
0: And it's nice to see you.
1: Thank you. We, well, we both get tested every week. We're at yeah. the theater together when we tape the show, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're being
0: very responsible. And, uh, of course, Matt Gorley, not with us, mm-hmm. probably more of a germaphobe. Hmm. Yeah, why don't
1: you wanna be here with us? Yeah, why don't
0: you wanna be with us? You are you are in your home right now, is that right, Gorley? Yeah, it's not a germ thing. Oh. Oh, I get it. I get it.
1: He doesn't okay. want to put on pants.
2: Yeah, he doesn't want to put on pants.
0: Yeah, you're not, uh,
2: what are you wearing today? You're wearing pajama bottoms. Well, I'm dressed from the top up and then, yeah, I have pajama bottoms.
0: Below. <laughs> wow, yeah. look at that. Nice I love, see. those are great 1950s pajama bottoms.
2: I know, Amanda calls them my Dirty Johns because they look like hospital scrubs. <laughs> no,
0: you really do look like Eisenhower recovering from his second heart attack. <laughs>
2: oh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me.
0: Yeah, it'll be the last nice thing i ever say but uh no it's uh you're at home and i could tell i don't think it's happening right now but a second ago just as we came on the air if anyone heard a strange sound in the background it was sounded like a leaf blower uh right outside your house it's almost and it's yeah
2: it seems to happen anytime we record it's like a murphy's law that leaf blower comes yeah
0: i despise leaf blowers what? Yeah. Well, they make, they just seem like it's this giant machine that's job, it, it seems like it uses a lot of gasoline and makes a ton of noise and it just shoots leaves all over the place. I don't know. I feel like there's a better way.
2: I wish I had a leaf blower. I've got an electric leaf blower and you, can, you can't you can hear it as much.
0: Yeah. Who makes an electric leaf blower? DeWalt. Oh, DeWalt. They, are, they make great tools. Yeah.
1: This is a fascinating conversation. <laughs> well,
0: I'm just saying, if you're the people at DeWalt, you're like, is... I can't believe we're not even paying for this no an electric leaf blower seems like the way to go yeah
2: and if you're listening to all i want one of those little cordless hand routers what is that it's just, you know, you can make edges on woods and, and stuff like that. Edges
0: on woods. No, I don't I don't edges want this. I do not want this podcast <laughs> to be a place of commerce or business. We do this out of love. We don't do this so to raise money. You love talking about State Farm all the time. <laughs> you know what? State Farm has so many, they have so many more reps than you think they do. <laughs> they really do. Throw a stick in any direction and you'll hit seven State Farm reps. The coverage is unbelievable. And you know what? I, no idea if I'm getting paid or not. No idea. But uh, you say DeWalt makes a nice uh, oh, <laughs> leaf
2: lower. I, every tool I have is DeWalt. My garage looks like a black and yellow bumblebee hive of <laughs> power tools. It's heaven. Yeah.
0: No, you uh, you're a guy that likes to get out there and use power tools. Because uh, I cannot say I am. I am not someone who uses what? power tools. What? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's a good one, Sona. Huh? Uh, okay.
4: I feel
1: like Matt can build anything.
0: You are a talented uh, builder, I've seen seen some of the things that you've built. You've built some lanterns. Uh, you've built some things around the house. You do have talents that uh, don't come forth on the podcast because we can't see them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So people that listen to the podcast are like, well, what's with him? And I'm like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> he makes really good birdhouses. Have you that's made a why birdhouse? you keep
2: me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're a
0: good builder. Uh, you're a real good builder, man.
2: Uh, no, I've never built a birdhouse, but I was going to build one for my wife and I don't even want To tell you what it was going to be like, tell us. It was going to be that Van Damme house from North by Northwest. You know that famous cantilever house. Yeah, is that a real house? No, it was just made for the movie. It's a model.
0: You were going to do a recreation (laughs) of the house that uh, Cary Grant has to break into in order to try and save. uh, Help me, Uh, even Piper Laurie. Even Marie's saying that's crazy—a birdhouse in that shape.
2: So the bird, but like the, it's cantilevered, so it would have the little ledge that the bird could sit on and pick at the seed.
0: The things I've accomplished during this quarantine are: uh-huh. I built a 1917 sup with camel from an old kit, Uh-huh. and I built a Lego Land Rover. Mm. Mm. Oh, and I talked to my children some. <laughs> <laughs> So that's an
1: accomplishment during COVID
0: in that order. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah. I didn't do any sort of, of that. Sort of met stuff. my
0: son. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to my daughter and she went, What about the my, my brother? And, and I was like, Oh, okay, I should meet him now. So
4: yeah. <laughs> I I
0: met him, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in show business. I'm one of those, you know, cold fathers It puts turns it on for the camera. Uh-huh. And then once the camera's off, I'm just this cold creep.
2: Yeah, we know. <laughs>
0: Oh, got quiet. Oh. Blur. 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 I watched a
2: lot of shows.
0: So. I have two. What are you watching these days? Cobra Kai. Oh, me which too. Which I love. Me too, yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah. You know what else uh, I started watching was uh, Selling Sunset. Oh, oh, God. I started watching Selling Sunset and uh. oh my God, of all the reality shows, that is the fakest. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty I, bad. I can't believe how fake that is. It's about them selling real estate. Yes. And the two guys that run the company, the Oppenheimer twins- Will come into a room and say they come into a room and say, "Well, ladies, I know we all get along and you're you're all thick as thieves and the best of friends." I'm, we're introducing a new girl into the equation, <laughs> and they'll cut to one woman, Christine or whatever, and she'll be like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> say, I hope you all get along. I'd hate there for, for there to be any friction. <laughs> they leave the room and they're all like, Christine, you better be nice When She's like, well, you know me, I'm a bitch. That's, <laughs> that's what I am. So, <laughs> let's
3: see this new girl.
0: Then Chriselle walks in. Oh!
3: Is that Chris- real? Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: Chriselle. her name was made of two other girls' names that crashed into each other. <laughs> come on. And they're like, oh, hi, Chriselle. And she's like, hi, everybody. I come from very modest means, but I hope to do a good job. Cut to the mean one. <laughs> look at those shoes. <laughs> Who does she think she is? And you're off to the (laughs) There's not a real human moment in the whole thing. But you watch all of it. Oh, I'm watching it and my wife is saying, oh my God, I can't believe Christine got mad at Chrishell. And I'm Uh, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So our marriage is over.
4: Oh, okay. I didn't see that coming. No,
0: I mean, I can't. If she's going to be that easily duped, I can't be with her. Oh. So it's over with Liza. And now I'm dating Chrishell.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're keeping it on the down low. We're not telling a lot of people.
1: You know, Liza gets me in the divorce, so.
0: Now, you always say that. Yeah,
1: so I'm just. <laughs> my
0: favorite you know. line of yours, as you said once, Liza's the only part of you I like. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep, oh, you know.
2: God, I've been watching some garbage. Me too.
1: Oh, and I love it.
2: Skin wars. What? What's skin wars? It's The tattoos? same old, like, reality competition show, but of body painting. Oh, oh do you see a lot of nude bodies? Pasty covered <gasps> nude bodies, yeah.
4: Oh
0: my god. What's wrong I with mean, a who, creep? Hey, what's wrong with a pasty
2: nude body? <laughs> I mean they're pasties on pasty. the nipples. Like yeah. the pasta.
0: Oh, <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were shaming people that no. have pasty nude bodies, no. and I was gonna I was gonna take you to court.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first question you asked, are they I know.
0: Is there any nudity?
2: Do I get to see boobies? Will there be boobage? Side boob leading to front boob.
0: I ask that when I go to any museum. <laughs> what? The first thing I do when I check in is they say, you know, you have to pay for your ticket, and I go,
2: Will I see any
0: nude bodies? Oh and they'll be like, Well, I mean, I suppose there's a couple of paintings where there's some nudity. Will I see boobage? <laughs> Um. Uh, I guess oh. there's a Raphael. There's yeah. a there's a Michelangelo that has. Some <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh
0: jeez. There's a creep alert. They threw me out of the Vatican because I was uh, looking up at the Sistine Chapel, shouting mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, various nudities. Mm-hmm,
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ew,
2: and
0: I was sort amazing. of clawing at the air, like if I could only reach it. <laughs> Literally a good eighty-five feet still away, and I'm
2: like, oh, oh, to touch the supple nudes. This is why I don't come into the studio. I stay at home.
0: Yes, nicely done. Yeah. Very smart. You, you'll, you'll never. We'll be ten years past COVID, and you'll still be. Yeah, just get Just don't. Don't think it's safe yet. Oh don't my god. Don't think it's safe. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, we cannot waste any more time because we have. Not that we've wasted time. I think. Uh, any exchanges with either of you are true gold but uh, <laughs> we got to talk to our guest my guest today a very talented actor and producer who starred as Jack McFarlane for 11 seasons on the hit NBC series Will and Grace uh, he also co-hosts a new podcast along with Jason Bateman and sadly Will Arnett <laughs> uh, someone had to take him uh, no seriously it is a very very funny show I did it and it was a blast and it's called Smartless and uh, new episodes new episodes drop every Monday, and it really is a good time. I'm very excited uh, he's with us today. One quick note. At one point during our interview, this gentleman had to switch computers. He was having difficulty with one. He switched to another one. So there's going to be some audio change there. Come on, man. It's quarantine we're all getting by the best we can Mm -hmm. and so I don't want to hear any complaints from you (laughs) sonic snobs anyway Sean Hayes welcome How dare you? How dare you, sir? We've
3: already wasted a half
0: an hour on technical problems. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we, I was told to be here right on time, and I I, I was. And I, okay. then I watch you fail to work your audio for yeah. a half hour, and I've never been, this is the angriest I've been in my entire
3: career. Yeah, no, I can sense it. And I actually fail to watch you work on your core for <laughs> uh, a while. No, know, but no, but, let, no, but I, I feel, I feel excited about being Conan O'Brien's Oh, fail okay yeah, yeah. okay okay so we're gonna Cause okay. we're rolling right and you know I have a heart out in ten right
0: what are you drinking there you've got some kind of liquid uh, what is that I'll give you I'll give you one guess. I can't figure it out. It says giant, I've never seen larger font for any product. It says water all over the side, like in a Bugs Bunny
3: cartoon. I know, um, right? <laughs> you, um, you, you, uh, are you, Are, oh, I thought this was a game where you, we do every other word. Oh, oh, God. What a. <laughs> you are. The best. No, that was too many. You already lost That's two oh. words. Oh, God. Okay. You want to do we'll it again? T- yeah, let's try it. You. Are. The.
0: Best person I've ever no. <laughs> named. Sean. No! It's bu- oh, supposed sorry. to be Conan at the end. Oh, sorry, That sorry. was a horrible game. Anyone listening right now is thinking, I could get into comedy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to start by complimenting you, which is- okay. um, You really want to use the whole time on that? <laughs> I'm going to spend the whole time complimenting you. No, okay. uh, you're one of the quickest, uh, you're one of the quickest and no, funniest, like... funniest people I know. No, no, let me, let me get this out, because there's more, and, and it's- and it gets bad really fast. Um, (laughs) You're cruel. You're arbitrary. Uh, see, there was a lot of bad stuff coming that I wanted to get in. I, I just want to get this in, which is that I do know you out, uh, you know, we, we have been friendly and we have oh. gone out uh, and and dined together, broken bread. Uh, Liza came along, Scotty came along and we had a really good time. And what I remember afterwards is driving home and realizing that you and I were doing 35 bits a second. And, <laughs> and I was thinking, King. I know. Sky Restaurant La- loved us. Yeah, oh yeah, oh my God. They were like, please keep saying that, only louder. But I realize that you're one of those people who I can't stop. I don't think you can stop. And I, I really do believe that if someone had come in and given me tragic news, I'd have been like, uh-huh,
4: uh-huh. Anyway, uh Anyway, oh, hey, look uh, at this, Sean. <laughs> you know, like right
0: back to this. Totally.
3: Wait, do you ever do that? Do you ever get, like, do you ever get bad news? and just start laughing because it makes you feel so uncomfortable. If it's
0: about someone else's life,
3: yeah. If it's happened to yeah. someone
0: else, I just can't stop laughing.
3: My mom had cancer when she was two. Wait, that's not funny what? at all. That's not funny. When she was two years old, she had cancer and she had her eye removed, okay? And that's very, very sad. Uh-huh. But my mom was so effing funny, so she had a fake eye her whole life, like Sandy Duncan, right? Right. And um, we used to do the craziest shit with her extra eye in front of her <laughs> and we always used to make oh fun God. of her to her face. And she... She would laugh hysterically, and that's what I mean. It's like taking somebody's, you know, pain and making it funny because they wanted that. Like, sh- my mom lived for us making fun of her.
0: Right, so she, let me get this straight. She had an extra eye. She, had no, the no, eye- I, she didn't have
3: three eyes. She had two eyes. Right. Period. That's the end of the sentence. Right.
0: <laughs> she had an eye, but you said we would t- pick up the oh, extra sorry, eye.
3: extra eye. She had an extra eye in a box, in her jewelry uh, box upstairs in her bedroom. And on Halloween or any night, really, we would have friends come over and knock on the door and there was a chain on our door mm-hmm. and we'd have the eye, in our, the fake eye, the glass eye in our hand and we'd open the door just enough for the chain to uh, open it and we'd stick our hand through the chain and go, who's, who's there? <laughs> <with> the <eyeball. laughs>
0: have the eye move around?
3: <laughs> yeah, have the eye move around. And your mom was who's cool that? with that. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it.
0: She loved it. And
3: sometimes we'd let it roll on the floor with the, and the dog would play with it.
0: That's, no, but then she has to put that in her eye socket. That's not sanitary. Yeah.
3: yeah. No, That's it's terrible. Not sanitary. Yeah. But well, no, she would clean it before she put it in her eye socket. Um,
0: did you, I mean, that's one of those things that exposure to that early on, you, you make a decision. You either decide, I'm going to block this memory out and right. only
3: uncover it later
0: on, or I'm going to be funny about it. Those are yeah, your two choices. Sure.
3: I mean, we got a new puppy and I give him choices like that every day.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's why I expose him to as many things as possible. That's good.
0: You want the dog to be funny. I always yeah. say people get obsessed with, will my dog uh, shit in the house? Or right. will the dog respect not getting up on the sofa? And I think that can wait, that stuff.
3: Right. Or masturbation. Like, you're going to end up masturbating in front of a pet of some kind. Yes. So it's best they get used to it early on.
0: No, I do that before I pick the pet. I'm, when they're yeah. all in their cages, I walk around doing it, and whichever one is sort of seems like okay with it, I'm like, I'll take that one, you know? What about the people that worked there? Oh. Oh, please. They know the deal. They know the deal when when they got into the You're business. Like, did,
3: that's how you met Liza. You just did it in front of, in front of a bunch I of I did it up a bunch of Yeah,
0: Exactly. Exactly. I was I, I went to a lot of pet stores and then there was one where this lovely lady said, look, you know, I can live with that. Um, and uh, I said, will you marry me? And then she said, uh-huh. well, put that away and yeah. uh, let's get and started. We'll talk. And we'll talk. But I won't have that part. Uh, you are so fast. And I was thinking that, that in that dinner, even as we were walking to the cars in the parking lot, it's still going. Where, I and I just thought afterwards, I was laughing on the way home, and then my, my wife was just like, yep, well, you yeah. two found each
3: other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You two idiots. Well, also, also, Scotty and Liza found each other in yes. a support group for people that don't can't deal with their spouses, that can't stop. Scotty was doing a
0: really funny thing at that dinner, which is, you and Liza were sitting on one side of the table, and Scotty and I were sitting on the other Side of the table, and he has. I hope this is okay to reveal. He had diabetes. Is that what you're gonna
3: say? Yeah, he yeah, has he diabetes. diabetes. And, and so I hilarious. didn't
0: know this, but I just went to pat him on the shoulder, like there, oh. there, old friend. And he has a thing on his back, I guess, that regulates. Yeah. We uh, call it the pot of life. Yes, yes, it it regulates insulin. And it's this little thing that you'd never notice. It's under his shirt. But I pat him on the back and I felt this plastic thing on his back. And I I instinctively started going, Oh my God, like, Oh, I'm sorry. And he immediately collapsed dead on (laughs) (laughs) this. On, uh, and then later on in the same evening I forgot and I'm like oh yeah that's right and I put my hand on him, and he again
3: without instantly yeah. collapsed. And you literally just described our sex life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when you're ready for it to be over you just you know right. you, you, you hit the diabetes. I put my hand on it and we both fall asleep. <laughs> Wait why do you fall asleep? I don't understand that. Because I feel bad. Okay all right. When you're filled with shame you feel bad. <laughs> we do have a lot in common. I really <laughs> believe that we're both incredibly talented Conan stop um, no we're
4: both
0: <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that oh. uh, no we have more things with your name on them Go I know ahead. I know <laughs> it, I put the Conan logo on my son's forehead it's uh, it's like the Mike Tyson tattoo Well, you branded him I branded him yeah, yeah I said look you're out in the world that's advertising and uh, uh, he gets beaten regularly by the other kids and you put horseshoes on the bottom of his feet
3: <laughs> so you could hear him coming in the middle of the night
0: <laughs> son you're gonna wear these horseshoes too, so that when you do try to kill me in the middle of the night for branding Conan on your forehead, I'll hear you coming. I'm going to hear you coming. Just yeah. this normal family stuff. You yeah. uh, you come from a big family, as do I. I think we yeah, both have five, some kids. five kids in your family. There were six in mine. There was six in ours, but we
3: gave them to yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now we're in 11. Well, there's 11 kids in our family now. Uh, right. I'm very fascinated Something is. I did not, I got interested in music later on, but you were so talented at music, uh, you, almost like a prodigy. You were really talented talented at the piano very early and, and took to it right away. First of all, I think there's a very strong connection between music and comedy. I think. Yeah,
3: uh, for sure. The be obvious about the rhythm and the, t- and rhythm and the beats and the timing, all that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, but I also think I knew it was comedy or it was nothing, but you had this really viable, cool other choice, which is concert piano. Alcohol. well okay i don't think that's exclusive of anything else i mean i've managed to be in the business and abuse alcohol uh sure but you i think that's a little bit of a different story where you could have I mean, like Steve Martin. Steve Martin could have made a career playing the banjo, if anybody could. He's really talented, but... Yeah, he's amazing.
3: I started playing piano when I was five and all through uh, high school and college. And I auditioned for the Chicago Symphony when I was like 17. And and But the pressure and the stress of having to hit every single note correctly all the time is a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I went through all these competitions and all of this stuff and it was my major in college, uh, but that stress where like the notes are the notes, right? So Beethoven and Schubert and Schumann and Scarlatti and whoever, if, if, you, if you miss the note, it, it rings so loudly and everybody, everybody notices. But if you are in comedy and you're stand-up or you're acting or whatever and you screw up, you can A, do it again or B, kind of cover your ass by making a joke about the joke that didn't work. You yes, know? yes. Like you can, you can fix it in, in the moment but you can't fix uh, notes that have been on the page for literally centuries. So uh, I was okay with being done with that kind of pressure. But And also, like in college, when it was my major, the uh, funny people are just more fun. And not that musicians aren't fun. Most of them are a blast. But in college, I always felt like the best joke, you know, the the, the music people were making were like don't be sharp. Don't be flat. Just be natural. And I was like, okay, I'll see you over at the theater department because yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I never want to go.
0: That, what, what horrible, horrible people would make that joke. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. and laughs> I don't care what their musical abilities.
3: If you make that joke, you're dead to me. Um, right. But I was one of those people I had on my refrigerator, a, a, a pad that said Chopin list. <laughs> oh God! So you know, it, it's it's endless. The puns are endless. Yeah, yeah. If so, um, well, now I don't want to talk
0: to you. Uh, <laughs> and it's. It's way way too early in the interview to sign off. Uh, So now I just have to vamp.
3: If you did, I would just say, dad.
0: (laughs) Dad, is that you? I was always drawn to comedy because these other pursuits are kind of monastic. Like if you want to be a great pianist, you have to go in a room and shut the door, grind and grind and grind and grind. And there's something about comedy. I love being around funny people and trying to play with them and... And uh, bounce off of what they're saying, if everybody's laughing really hard and you have these moments that are that seem kind of magical, whether it's in a writer's room or in front of an audience, it feels like you're
3: you're not alone. Have you ever worked with somebody that doesn't understand that concept because that's tough it's tough when you are a funny person that just wants to be silly and, and make people laugh and you want to be around other people that do the same thing, but certain people uh, maybe that are in your life or that have been in your life don't really see it as that. And they see it as com- competition. Right. And, and that's when it gets like, Oh, sad. And then uh, all the joy. When does that happen to you? Well, you know, it's happened in my life. It's- at some point. You mean with other comedy people? Well people that claim they're in comedy but then don't enjoy, enjoy being around you know being around other funny people. I used to find it a little problematic at Sarnet Live as much as that being on that show changed my life and
0: there was so much competition there and people jockeying for a limited amount of airtime. It's built that way.
3: Yes. Like to me, it was always like a fun thing. Like, I'll, oh, I want you to make me laugh and I want to make you laugh. And and that's it. It starts and stops there. But people who take it beyond that are like, I'm going to be the funniest person. Well, now all the joy is
0: gone. Yes. There are people uh, that look at comedy and they, uh, as a competitive sport, and they actually use a lot of sports analogies. Right. You know, I killed. I hit a home run. You know, I sank a three pointer. Whatever they just and you th- and I always think I never. I, I sort of got into comedy to get away from, from that. I don't right, like. Right. Right. I don't like the whole. We're both gonna take our comedy dicks out and see who wins. Right. I mean, right, right. I didn't like right. that, and I didn't like it right. for for good reason.
4: Right.
0: Um, no. Um, <laughs> No. So,
3: that said, I feel like this show is a touchdown. Yeah? Yeah. This show, the one we're doing right now? Yeah. Yeah, you think it's a it's I'm trying it's, to make a sports analogy, but it's failed. <laughs> so we can probably cut that out.
0: No, 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 no. We're gonna feature
3: that. We're gonna yeah. feature that because now I'm
0: putting up who wins. That was just we just lost a point, and I've gone up a point. Um, no, but I, I definitely think that people that get into it that way. I, I that always at, at starting out live heard it, and then when I was at the Simpsons, everybody's where everybody's just trying to think of whoever
3: can think of the funny end of the scene. We all get to go home. Do you know what I mean? Right. It was right. Just, right. Like even on. Will and Grace some of the camera guys would be like hey what if they what if you did this I'd be like that's hilarious yeah I'm totally doing that
0: well that's in violation of the Writers Guild sure (laughs) (laughs) and I'm actually on the Writers Guild side on this one and uh, (laughs) so I'll be getting the names of those uh, camera Uh people and uh, I'll be seeing to it that they don't work again (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, harm and foul, you know? And and <laughs> since I said I hate it when people use sports analogies, that's all we've done, you know what I mean? I know, right. You took my analogy, and you've, like, run the four-minute mile with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: <my God.
3: laughs> Wait, go back to your dick size for a second. So you were laughing, why were you laughing? Well, it was one of those embarrassed laughs, like, you know, okay. sort of the implication being that
0: if uh, I was in a dick uh, contest, uh, I wouldn't uh, do that well. Uh, well. But we all know okay. that's a joke. I joke about it because it's not a problem, 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 problem. Um, (laughs) See, now
3: mine would have echoed probably longer than that.
0: (laughs) Mine would have too, but the cave collapsed because the cave felt bad. The cave felt so bad for my penis. Um, Uh, I understand. (laughs) So you decide, I mean, that's the other thing too, is that this whole time that you're this fantastic pianist, you must have known you had superpowers in comedy, that you could really make people laugh.
3: Well, Well, uh, did you not?
0: Was it something that was like, I I I think,
3: I think, you know, as a kid, um, we grew, I grew up in chaos. Right. And I loved my brothers very much. And I love my sister very much. We had uh, an alcoholic father Mm -hmm. and who was absent all the time. And then finally left when I was like five or six years old. And so my mom raised five kids by herself and there was so much pain. And I mean, that's like another podcast uh, conversation, but I think that's why everybody in my family is funny. You know, everybody has a quick dark wit. And I think that was our coping mechanism, you know, newsflash. It's the biggest cliche in the world, you know, I, I, and I'm no different. And, and so we grew up just, uh, with the most ridiculous things like making videos that were like horror films in our house. We used to play a game when my mom would go bowling every Thursday night was the night that we had free in the house. And, and we kind of grew up parenting ourselves, but, um, even though she was the best parent in the world. So we would have knife fights. We, would, ha- we oh. would turn off all the lights in the house. And invite friends over and we'd throw steak knives at each other. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, how is this a
0: how is this a game? How do you play that for 30 seconds and not kill somebody?
3: <laughs> I think the game is if you're if you're alive at the end, you win. <laughs> but didn't people get really hurt? It was a soft throw. Right. So and, uh, then it's fine. Then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. We used to do that. And we used to couple that with called Tiger in the Grass. So we'd throw knives. And, and play Tiger in the Grass, which was you'd have to be on all fours. And there'd be like 20 kids at our house playing this in the dark, <laughs> complete dark, crawling around. And if you tagged, if you touched somebody, they were out. Right I, or something like that. I don't right. know. Right.
0: Well, there's no fun because there's no knife involved in that one. There's just no. <laughs> in that one you just put battery acid all over the floor, and then uh, people had to stay crouched even though the hands on the, 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 right. the flesh on their hands was
3: burning. Yeah. Right. And the winner and the winner would get skin grafts. I yeah. Think. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. But anyways.
4: <laughs>
3: so uh, the uh, but this is what I
4: can relate to
0: is the craziness of my parents were really busy and there was a lot of craziness and. This was like a typical thing that happened. Uh, my brother Luke and I slept in one room and yeah. my brother Neil, who was the oldest, came crashing into our door on a Saturday morning and just started hurling pillows at us and laughing and was really getting on our nerves. He was much bigger than us. And then we jumped out of our beds to chase him. He started to run down the stairs in the front hall. And as he rounded the corner, we both, my brother Luke and I shoved him. and He went off the stairs <laughs> and fell into the front hall where he remained motionless <laughs> oh my god so my brother Luke and I <laughs> walk down <laughs> and we're like the Menendez brothers. We just walk down, we get to the bottom of the stairs. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Nothing to see here. We get to the bottom of the stairs. We step over Neil, who's moaning, going, oh. We step over him and we go in and start watching Saturday morning cartoons. He's lying there and we watch, and time lapse, we watch all of the Warner Brothers cartoons. Then we watch all of Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Then we're watching Bugaloos. We're watching all the shows that came on on Saturday mornings. Neil isn't moving and finally we noticed parents showing up. We notice murmuring. We notice that Neil's being taken out, like, carried out. Then I, I, Neil's somebody at, has a shotgun. Then Neil's, weird. then Neil's at the hospital. We're still watching TV and then Neil comes back from the hospital with a giant cast on his wrist because he shattered his wrist. And oh, God. Our, our, our parents like come in and go, what? You just sat? And we were like, huh? Yeah. Well, right. He threw a pillow at us. Right, he stepped right. over what could have been his dead
3: body <laughs> and didn't give a shit. And it's weird. When they removed him, they already put the chalk around him. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: We just, I don't know. I was just like, what? And I
3: look back on that and I think what sociopaths we were. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. This could be a whole episode of just these fucking stories. But my, my brother, Kevin, who I love very, very much, he made darts out of um, needles mm-hmm. and paper, right? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to escape him and he threw them at me as I was <laughs> running back and they all stuck in my back.
4: <laughs> and I say, I say uh,
3: that's how acupuncture was invented. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I love is that anytime we tell these stories, you, you, and you're very good at this, you always go, now my brother Kevin... I love him, but whenever you right. someone says that about a sibling uh, or says it about a family member, like yeah. my brother Luke, I love him to death. But I was walking along one day, <laughs> and uh, you know, he took a rotary saw and he cut yeah. both of my legs off. At the, you know, like just so
3: it always leads to something absolutely horrible. I'm not even making this up. I remember being two or three years old, and my grandma, who was the best grandma ever, fell down the stairs. And And I remember standing at the top of the stairs just looking at her like, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And she was at the bottom of the stairs oh that was awful but that's not a funny story but another well, no, funny but, story
0: well the first thing you go through her purse uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> second purse. of all
0: I change all the signatures to her will yes
4: there's, yeah. there's
0: three things you do immediately it's just go through the purse change the signatures on the will and then uh, you know and then you're halfway there and then get the car and then keys. Maybe, maybe throw down some pasta to her <laughs>
3: uh, no but um, oh my brother Mike this is so great who I love too to get back at my dad one time, he, my dad would come home drunk and want, want to make like eggs. And I don't know why eggs all the time. But um, And my brother took the spoon or the fork and when he wasn't look, my dad wasn't looking. It was like in the bathroom while his eggs were cooking. Put the handle over the burner for like two minutes and Jeez. then carefully placed it back on his little thing. So when he grabbed it, he was like,
4: Motherfucker! Oh, goddamn! He's- I want out of this family! This family's ridiculous! You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform. And one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years.
1: I know. I want you to explain it more. Well, I can. Okay.
0: With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. <laughs> I was telling people, no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified, unified business, business management, management suite. suite. You yes. said that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash Conan. NetSuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis. NetSuite.com. Conan. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the Jitterbug and the Watusi, okay. and then you grow up now, and there's mosh pits, and everything's gone... <laughs> cuckoo there's this new thing called rap i don't know what's happening anymore but guess what in a world full of change there's one thing that hasn't changed mm-hmm. the great taste of miller light are you with me on oh, this Oh yeah
1: i'm right there with you yeah
0: and you know another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling yeah i hate a filling beer when i have a filling beer i just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days but not uh. with miller light so what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. There's no way that growing up in chaos and having your dad leave when you're five right. doesn't create all the, yeah, all the mechanisms that you need. Like the world is chaos. So I'm going to embrace the absurd. I'm going yeah, to completely sure. embrace I mean,
3: the absurd. I remember my, my sister, I was maybe four and she's like, I want to go over to my friend Becky's house. And I, my mom's like, okay, bring your brother because I got to go to the store. Okay, so she brought me and put me in a dress and made me sit on the curb Waiting for her outside as cars are driving by. (laughs) Four years old in a dress. not really understanding the situation at all. <laughs> and why did she have to put me in a dress to go over to her friend's
0: house? So how do you make this transition? You're you're playing the piano. How do you- From, from do a you, woman to a man. From, yes. <laughs> okay, you were a girl and you
3: were sitting on the stoop waiting for your mom and then you became this very funny actor. Well, you know, I, I, so like I said, I studied piano for like maybe 15 years or something. And then, you know, always a fan of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And my dad would come in and out of our, he left, I think, officially when I was like five or six, and, but would come in and out for, I don't know what, it's kind of all foggy to me, but one day he would be at the house, the next day he wouldn't. Whenever he was in the house, I didn't want to see him or talk to him or do anything. So I would, I would go to my bedroom and lock myself in there and watch either reruns of Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Live on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I would just uh, dream of being on that show and and, and wanted to hang out and then I would do what everybody every kid did was go back to school on Monday and imitate you know imitate Billy Crystal imitating Lorenzo Lama right or right. imitate Marty Short imitating anybody you know well i just this just popped in my head uh, that might be interesting to your listener is that uh, you?
0: Actually... I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add an S. I'm gonna make okay. that. I'm gonna make that. If it
3: costs me ten
0: thousand dollars, I'm gonna add an S to that listener. Okay. So my uh, is
3: that um, Conan O'Brien actually, when I finally got my dream come true to host Saturday Night Live, helped me write my monologue. Yeah, I remember uh-huh.
0: this. And the funny thing is, I was not a writer at Saturday Night Live when I did
3: it. It was when I was. It was years into doing the late night show, right? And, and I popped over there mm-hmm. to say hello because I was such a big fan. Uh, was and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: lost you around two two thousand six. I think I lost you. Yeah, I did one bit you didn't like,
3: and you were out. You were yeah. out. <laughs> I walked over there. You were so kind, and I said I'm having trouble with the angle. Blah blah blah. And you were like, it was this piano bit where I came out and played the piano, and I think it was you and or together, Mike Schur, who's also brilliant, came up with the Beethoven thing where I go da 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 dum, and then. In between, I would do some crazy thing like shave and do, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. solve a, you said, so why don't you solve a Rubik's Cube? <laughs> and so I went, da, 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 and I solved a Rubik's Cube, right. da, 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 da. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. And this Beethoven thing. It was really, really funny. And you never so paid me. You. I was never paid. No, uh, it, again,
0: I, you went around the Writers I, Guild to America. I cannot take responsibility <laughs> for your business managers' still,
4: uh, <laughs> practices.
0: So, uh, you know, it's, uh, well, two things I want to say. First of all, so how crazy is that, that you grow up watching Starnet Live and that is your escape and then you get to walk through the doors It's impossible not to think life is magical. Ah, absolutely. Uh, Wait a minute. I prayed to this false idol, the television,
3: and then somehow I went into it. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really fucking weird. Like also, I was also obsessed with TV. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. So TV was everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I was obsessed. and, and, And I have a bunch of these stories and I don't know why they happened to me. But these coincidences. So when I was very young, um, six, seven, eight, we had extended family move from Chicago to San Diego. And so we would visit them uh, a couple times in my life, two or three times. And one of the times we drove up from San Diego to see uh, a taping of a show called Laughing. Mm -hmm. which I'm told was taped filmed on Mm -hmm. stage 17 at CBS Radford, which is where we filmed Will and Grace. Oh, wow. So I think that shit is bizarre. Yeah. And so, so Saturday Night Live, that story. And I have like a few other stories like that where it's, 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 it's bizarre. I really do believe in manifesting things. And I know that sounds corny, but. No, I I don't, I don't, I don't think
0: that's corny. I do think there's some power to, because I had the same experience. We've both had the opportunity to meet so many talented people, but there's this magic to anytime I brush up against something that I saw from my childhood, when Uh, I was. Hashtag me too, hashtag Mm. me too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Like
0: when I'm, when I'm, when I was, Sitting on the iron grate in our little, like, sort of playroom area where the TV was, and I saw something that really impressed me or wowed me on the little television. And then all these years later, I encounter that person. Yes. And, um, I, it's always hard for me to. Shake that first association, and we just uh, recently, sadly, lost uh, Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin passed away, yeah, and I had this—I had this memory. Such a lovely guy, and I had this memory of. The first time I met him, this was like 1993, uh, and I had been named as the replacement for David Letterman, but I hadn't gone on yet, and we were scrambling that summer to put the show together, and I'm walking along, and I bump into Regis Philbin, and he was, he was on his way, I think, back from doing his show on the Upper West Side, and I'll never forget, he had a garment bag slung over one shoulder, and he was just Regis, Regis Philbin. He was not one of those guys who became somebody else. He was Regis wow. Philbin, but he bumped into me, and he was like, so, Conan, you know, you feeling, you feeling, Conan, he used to call me Conan. Conan, you feeling good about taking over the late night show uh, you think you're going to be ready and i said yeah i i you know i'm i'm scared and i think it's going to be tough but we've got some funny ideas that's good that's good and then i said by the way and this is I, my favorite show when i was a kid was get smart and there was one episode where get smart is in a, in a bakery and this is i guess when when <laughs> regis's career you know yeah, i think he was kind of known as like the sidekick to joey bishop but he hadn't he wasn't a star yet so he played the baker in a bakery And so I just said, oh, I just said, I really loved you on Get Smart when you were the baker. And it was like this small scene from a part of his career. And I'll never forget. He was like, the baker? Get Smart? That's what you know me from? That's what you remember me from? he couldn't believe it and he was with someone he was like this guy this guy's
3: bringing up the baker
0: from, from Get Smart but I shot that in 1966 I had no money you know it was just like he couldn't
3: wait but I can't tell was that a good thing or a bad thing uh, yeah that, was,
4: that,
0: that I think, was a good thing well like he, no he loved that I know I don't think he loved it I think he was sort of just like how the fuck do you remember that and okay. why aren't we talking about the massive success I've had yes. since then <laughs> and um, you know I think it would be if someone walked up to you today and said,
3: um, you know, hey, Sean, I really loved you as uh, waiter number four. I'm always shocked when somebody says anything other than Will and Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Three um, three Stooges. Three Stooges, Stooges, yeah, that was, that that was, was, I have to say, uh, when I heard that project that uh,
0: you guys, first of all, I didn't hear who was attached to it yet, but when I heard that they were going to recreate the Three Stooges, I said, impossible, can't be done, and I pity anyone involved in this project. And then I hear, that you're involved, I hear these other very talented people are involved, and then I see it, and I'm howling the whole time. I thought you were brilliant, and I thought you guys did the
3: impossible. Well, thanks. About I want to talk about uh, that, because um, Billy West. Do you yeah. know Billy West? Yes, of course. yeah, He's a genius. So, he, nobody does a better Larry from The Three Stooges than Billy West. So, the Fairley brothers who directed the, the movie, they're like, well, we want you to go meet with Billy West, and he's going to teach you how to talk like Larry. And I was like, okay. I mean, he's genius. So, So I did not know that Billy West was the voice of both sometimes Ren and Stimpy. Mm -hmm. That's right. right? And so he goes, Stimpy, he goes, if you ever need a a, a quick fix uh, to jog your memory on where to place it in your mouth, the, the, the voice of Larry just listen to Stimpy I'm just doing a Larry impression oh wow so I was like oh that's fascinating uh, so when I got the when he explained it to me and we worked on it, it, it this I'll do a little bit it goes uh, hey quit horsing around you till you're disturbing my coffee break
4: <laughs> right <laughs> It's fantastic right? so the whole movie I had to talk like this you know
0: <laughs> you have to like change the shape of your palette to do that. That's yeah. incredible.
3: But, but it was, it was great. It, it was a great lesson. And, um, but it's really kind of fun to do it. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, do not remove. He uh, uh, says, "Oh, <laughs> do not remove." But, uh, okay. So wait.
0: So yeah. Three Stooges get maligned a lot, uh, you know, just by people who say, "Oh, that's idiocy," and like, and 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 also there's this, I think, false idea out there that only guys like the Three Stooges, and I went, "No, it's just so brilliant." because they do the same thing the Marx Brothers do, which is they they don't waste time explaining how the Three Stooges got into that situation. You know what I mean? Right, they just cut, right, right. They cut through all that shit, and I think more movies uh, should do this. A movie always has to spend 40 minutes explaining how the funny character got to be mistaken for a brain surgeon. Right. <laughs> what, the, what, the, what, what the Three Stooges would do, and the Marx Brothers, and a lot of those classic movies, is they would say, we need a brain surgeon. Get right. me fine, Howard didn't <laughs> 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 give me Howard Fine and Howard and the Three Stooges would come in and they'd be like ah, we got this yeah you know let's cut yeah. his head off you know ah. and they're kidding and slapping yeah. each other gentlemen please and you think <laughs> who the fuck ever how did they ever become no one cared about it or if a rich society lady is right. having a party and there's having a little trouble with the plumbing call these guys who've never been plumbers before in their life yeah. but they have <laughs> the all the yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that. I got it. I'll take care of it. That. Let me through. Let me through. Yeah. No, that's more movies should do that. But anyway.
3: So, wait. So, back to the idea, though, I know what you mean when you, you just can't believe your life and you meet you know, your heroes kind of. And mm-hmm. that happened to me. You know, I used to imitate Steve Martin all the time doing King Tut with a. I used to take my sweater that I was wearing and put it through my head, you know, like I was taking it off, but I would just stop at removing it off my head and it would look like his kind of King Tut, look, you know, like the, whatever that is called. And I would do, I would imitate the whole thing to, to, and his whole album called Let's Get Small. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Oh but, yeah. Uh, so I was obsessed with Steve Martin and Marty Short. And it just turns out those two are best friends now, but uh, both of them, and they both become a part of my life now. And, and I, I love them so much. And it, it, it happened for me when I was sitting with uh, Steve at a lunch one time and he said, um, uh, and Steve, you know, is, is very kind of, um, ha- ha- it's hard to get in there, yeah. you know? Yeah. But once you do, he's such a lovely human being. Because he, he feels like the rest of us. We're all, we're all we're all insecure. But I said, he loves to hear about jokes. So I told him this one joke that I wrote about Kristen Chenoweth. Now, if you don't know who Kristen Chenoweth is, she's this big Broadway star. I did Broadway with her. She's a pretty famous person. But she's also... Kind of also famous, not for her talent and her voice and her gorgeous looks, but her height. She's very, very small. Very small. So I said, she presented me to me this one award, and I said, I asked her if it was okay that I wrote this joke about her. And she said, sure. So I told Steve this joke, and it was I got up and to accept the award and I go, I'd like to thank Kristen chenoweth for giving me this award. I know you're all thinking the same thing I was thinking when I first met Kristen the circus is in town. And, uh, <laughs> oh, <God.
4: laughs> and Steve, Steve, Steve Howell, he goes, can I have that joke?
3: For, and I'll say it to him. And I'm like, oh my God, Steve Martin just asked for a joke I wrote. I'm like, of course you can have that joke. I would be honored. And if you ever saw Ratatouille at the very end, when the, when the guy serves the Food critic, the food and the camera goes inside his head and he goes mm. back to his childhood about when he first had that food. Yes, yes. And I had that moment where I was like, Oh my God, I was a kid imitating Steve <laughs> Martin. I dreamed of meeting him. I've dreamed of being like any and have a half of an ounce of talent heated. And here I am having lunch, and he just borrowed one of my jokes. And I, it was just a incredible. Moment for me.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because you mentioned uh, Marty Short, and I actually I was thinking about that. You guys are made of similar stuff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, Do you thanks. know what I mean? I, I, I'm guessing you're you're uh, how Irish are you? Uh ninety nine percent. Yeah. Yeah. You guys both have just that incredible
3: rapid fire, quick, 100% commitment. He's so good. And so quick. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I asked him about the Jiminy Glick character, which is also like, you know, infamous now mm-hmm. and, and just brilliant. He said, I, he, I go, how do you, is that a lot of that written or is it a lot of that off the top of your head? And he said to me, he goes, you know, Sean, I, I, I can't explain it. He said, yes, of course, some of it is written, but most of it, just comes to me like I said what about that joke when he was interviewing I don't, I don't remember Jerry Seinfeld maybe and they were talking about the Kardashians and he goes uh, Kim Kardashian thinks soy milk is, means I am milk <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like did did you write that he goes no I just thought of that in the moment I'm like how does he goes I can't explain it it's this character that the universe just sends me down dialogue and jokes and I just think it's amazing yeah yeah
0: he had did you see his Broadway show I absolutely love of course I was in it yeah
3: when he pulled me up yeah he
0: pulled me up as well and man um, so it's not you know special that he pulled you up special yeah (laughs)
3: I just want. Yeah, I pretty much to, hit a home run with yeah. that. Yeah, I pretty much oh, hit a home no, run. No, I and, put uh, it right yeah. through
0: the goalposts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was cari- carried off the field by fellow jocks uh, uh, because the uh, ability- <laughs> not by your brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can His wrist doesn't work. Uh,
4: right. since
0: he shattered it. Um, you know what I love is uh, you do a podcast with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. And yes, I associate the two of those guys together, but I love that you're the third part of the, yes, no, the third third part of the, the third uh, uh, part of the triangle. I just think, because I think, you provide this it's just a fantastic addition. It's just like I hadn't thought of like Thanks. and when I heard that the three of you were doing a podcast,
3: I thought, Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be really fun to hang out with those guys. Yeah. And thank you for doing it. You are brilliant on it. By the way, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not even just saying this. I swear to God, you are one of the best we've done. Uh. We've done two. <laughs> no, you are one of the best. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, you're one of the best. We've done, I, we've done a ton. But you we've know, it was ton. so much fun. And you're one of the it's best. It's so much fun
0: to, uh, and and there is something so delightfully fun about just going
3: at Will Arnett, you know? I don't know what yeah, it is. He's, because
0: he can't be hurt. You know what I mean? You can't hurt can't his be, feelings. And I, think,
3: and I think he's, I think like you, he's absolutely brilliant. He is another one who's so gifted with the, with a quick wit. And Jason's also incredibly got this gift of the English language. Yes, Who, yeah. He speaks so efficiently and and also so comedically efficiently, um, and and uh, it's just, the name of the show is called Smartless. That's okay. I'll plug it myself. And uh, I was going to. I mentioned it up top. That's okay. I, I do mention it. Yeah, but you never said, you never said the name of it. That's good. Okay. Well, I know so, so, the part that uh, I taped. Uh, but I'm not going I heard that you know the podcast was well, no I'll longer.
0: available. While available. I am here, so I know you're. Supporting. So yeah. okay. Well, Anyway, so well, apparently right. it's it's right. ended. Right. The podcast is over, right? Yeah. They don't make them anymore. Is that the idea? And they're they're not available. You can't get them.
3: Well, we saw, we.
0: <laughs> Don't try to look for it because you just can't get it. We- <laughs> it's completely unavailable. We
3: we actually did it because we didn't think there were enough podcasts.
0: <laughs> but you know what? There had there was a dearth. And then, especially during coronavirus, when sure. the coronavirus has a podcast. Now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's-, it's going viral.
0: Yeah, exactly. okay. All, right. All right. You know, so listen. I wish well, that there was a way to just make that not Come happen. Come on, that's a perfect way to end this. Yeah, you're- you know what? You're right. You're right. Right,
3: um. I meant humanity. Uh, so, so wait, uh, no. But Jason is so brilliant, and Will is so brilliant. And a lot of the times, I kind of take a back seat, a happy back seat, watching them go at it. It is just as fun for me to watch and kind of pepper in something every now and then to watch those two go at it because it makes me laugh so. Hard and i 'm almost like take the position of the listener a lot of the time or I'll, sure i'll throw like a jab in there to to both of them, and it 's always fun, but it is a blast to be a part of that with those guys and we 've known each other for like 20 it's years It's a
0: really good mix of energies, and uh, one of the things i 'll say about Jason, his energy, unlike you and me and say a will Arnett, he has a slower Rhythm and yes. he's very dry, and, and it's, it's fantastic. That's yeah, it's, He's so good at it, and when he's, it is like music. It's like the bass note and the high notes, and um that's as much as I know about music. Uh, <laughs> no, <that's> a, <laughs> but um, that's, I think that's all you really need
3: to know. Uh, so I could. That is all <laughs> I could Probably I be a concert pianist too, Scotty. Should we say? Should we say hello? Should I show Conan? Should I show Conan? Conan. That's my tribute to Regis. Conan. Is he still sleeping? He's passed out. What's this? All right. So let him. I'm staying there. Well, what are we talking about? Okay. Talking about Liza. She's here.
0: <laughs> My uh, wife is there asleep she, on the floor?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't feel like waking her. <laughs> she Jesus. looks so sound. <laughs> By the way, she she also said, I have not had a good night's sleep in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> don't let a disturbed wife, you know. No, I'd fuck that up. <laughs> You're just, Don't just God. <laughs> wait, you're just not let dis, no no let let disturbed wives sleep. Yes. Wait. Let me grab. Let me grab him. Give me two seconds. Okay. All right. But
0: I just hope this is worth it. God, he's put a lot of pressure on this.
4: <laughs> What's it going to be? It's a
0: podcast. I can't even see. Guys, haze off mic right now so I can criticize him. What? Uh-oh. Oh, wait. What you say? came back. I, I was just totally ripping you a new one as you were gone. Nobody ever says ripping you an old one. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the act of tearing creates a new opening. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to show
3: you in a little bit. Okay, so what's up? Is it Larry King? Wait, what were we talking about? Is it Larry King? <laughs> it's Larry King. <laughs> Is Larry King. Is Larry King asleep next to you in a crib? Oh, my gosh. He's so tired.
0: Oh. Okay, Look at I guy. can't see what's happening. <gasps> oh, my oh. God. Oh. Okay, let me explain. America, the most beautiful, is that a golden retriever? It's a cat. No, it's not. (laughs) I guess a cat that was playing with uh, some kind of radioactive substance. It's either a horrifying radioactive cat or the cutest puppy. He's a golden doodle. He's a golden doodle. He's gorgeous. What's his name?
3: Ricky. Oh, Ricky. How old is Ricky? Ricky's 11 weeks (gasps) old. Okay. Remember. He just woke up. He's so good. Oh yeah, no, his eyes are
0: all... Uh at, oh look that's a giant yawn uh-huh. that's a giant yawn I'm yeah. I'm watching on Zoom right now and what a You're watching Sean's husband do a giant yawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful dog. Well, you know what you have to yeah. do? You want again this everything if comes hungry.
4: From,
0: No, you can't eat the dog. But <laughs> Okay. You should create the same chaos for that dog that you had growing up. <laughs> so that the dog is funny Absolutely. and talented,
3: okay? Yeah.
0: He's not escaping this, <laughs> no way. He's not gonna, why should he, he's get, not why should he get a free ride? A free pass, yeah. Um, I have taken way too much of your time, but I love talking to you, I really do.
3: You are- uh, I love I love you, Conan, so much. You are uh, truly one of my favorite people in the world and one of the funniest people oh, I've
0: ever known. Oh, that's sweet. Why do they always cut that part out? That'll never make air. <laughs> <No. laughs> they they, the producer always it's puts true. a foghorn over anybody saying
3: anything nice. Of, like, and Conan, I just want to say, <laughs> Please I used to do wait I used to do the good horn the the horn the the bike horn when I was a kid <laughs> 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 that is a
0: sad childhood. That's a lot of time alone in the room. Yeah. I would call myself
3: to dinner that way.
0: <laughs> Sean Hayes, God bless you, and uh, bless and you. and I I really do look forward to hanging with you uh, once this COVID nonsense is over. For sure, that's for what sure. nonsense is. What I refer, as how I how I refer to anything that's killed hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, but
4: <laughs>
0: what's all this nonsense in World War One? <laughs> what's all this World War Two nonsense? Uh,
4: Um, Uh, Yeah, it was 1922. Yeah,
0: you guys stay safe. I love your new dog. And uh, thank you for uh, being so uh, unbelievably funny. Of course. Thank you. I love you to death. Love you too. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to six thousand dollars.
1: Don't I know it?
0: But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now, okay? Car Shield. Mm. Car Shield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out of warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of Car Shield. I know, I believe that's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to five thousand major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield.
1: I do, and you know, I you know, I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely
0: come in. You know, and, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit CarShield.com/slash/conan. Save twenty percent today. Again, that's CarShield.com/slash/conan to save twenty percent. Visit carshield.com slash conan to lock in your price today. Come on. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right?
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, especially if you're in a what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. You know what I'm saying? I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. (laughs) Anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, 1 billion members.
1: Are you serious? Yeah.
0: That's, not, that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn <laughs> members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business. With LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Mm. There you go. Just go to LinkedIn.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be. To be. You have that look in your eye that you have something planned for us today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There are no surprises. I just thought we might do a nice review the reviewers. Mm -hmm.
0: Review the reviewers. That's right. This is when people review us and then I give my comments on their
2: thoughts. Is that correct? That's right. These are the Apple podcast reviews and uh, I'll read them and they might be ones that have interesting uh, sentiments or whatever and uh, you can just respond
0: what if my feelings are hurt
2: oh, again this is always God. where my I go I know and you, always where and I go do you ever get your feelings hurt I always filter this. no these.
0: oh oh you always yeah see now you're saying there are ones <laughs> no. that would hurt my feelings no. damn it Matt just all I want is for you to say there's never been a negative thought about you in the universe oh, there has never been a negative out.
2: thought about you in the universe <laughs>
0: and then I want you to go out and destroy <laughs> hundreds of thousands of opinion pieces
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: that are out there in the world. Uh, okay, I can handle it. Okay, let's do it.
2: This is from Pickle Rich seventy-seven seventeen. It's a five-star review. No, oh. titled "It's Just Like Old Times," and he says Conan O'Brien needs a friend is like a warm hug from your favorite uncle. Your parents tell you not to go around.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh. that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We are the pedophile of podcasts. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Wrong. That's really good.
2: But he did give you five stars.
0: Right. But that might have been for my craftiness as a pedophile. But maybe oh. it's the
2: type of uncle they say, don't go around him because he's too cool. He'll, you yeah. know, he'll, he'll get you into a world that's too creative and too cool and too fun.
1: He'll buy you alcohol. That's that uncle. He'll like, you know, he'll take you to your first like.
2: This is all going
0: the same place. Megadeth concert. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's all headed to the same place eventually. <laughs> he got me alcohol. He dulled, he dulled my, my senses. Oh, oh. Sorry, but it it is. I um I would rather be, follow me on this. Mm-hmm. I would rather be the really hilarious uncle he never got to know because I was killed in World War One. Oh come on, Conan. Because then i have a picture on the wall and I'm kind of perfect. And he's hearing, oh my God, he could make people laugh. He was so great. What happened? Gassed in the trenches. <laughs> Mustard gas, blue foam was coming out of his mouth. You know what that blue foam was, little Billy? His lungs had liquefied. But man, was he funny. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's the story I would prefer. Okay. That's what I'm aiming for. In a year from now, I want this guy to write back and go, Conan, you're the the great, hilarious uncle everyone talks about from World War One. It was gassed in the trenches.
1: Couldn't you have died saving someone?
0: No, I died and You died being saved. (laughs) Yeah. I was screaming for help and three guys came to drag me out and they were killed too. Oh,
1: Conan. Yeah, and, and, and I
0: didn't make it easier. I thrashed so much. They could have gotten me into an ambulance, but I was thrashing so much and saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Oh my God, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. They were exposed to gas too and they died. And
2: that's why they don't want you to <laughs> go around down. you as an uncle because you're the shame of the family. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's no metal on the wall or anything. There was just a, There's a photograph of me on the wall that's pretty faded. And uh, it's from like 1918 And um, and I'm in this whole unit of people That are looking at me with hate Because they know I'm going to get them killed <laughs>
2: Or there's just a place on the wall Where a frame used to be And there's little dirt around it <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no picture hanging there anymore. They threw the picture out a long time ago. What picture used to hang there? Oh, that was your uncle who got a bunch of people killed. But man was was he funny? Yeah. He was funny. You went
1: from being a war hero to just being this disgraced figure in the family. I know.
0: It's, That's just, impressive. It yeah. it's the way it went. It's oh, just, it, it all man. goes downhill. Oh. Every idea with me, it's like those little marbles that go on a track that work off gravity. Everything yeah. has to go to the very, very bottom. Yes, me. the idea can start no matter how elevated it is you're the kindly uncle you know and, the, and, and within 30 seconds my brain will have taken that little <laughs> idea down a crazy looping track till it's in my anus
2: oh,
1: <laughs> oh man
2: conan o'brien needs a friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Corley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair. And our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. in association with Earwolf.